0: Welcome to Spritz and Scrumps, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italian.
1: On this week's episode, a look back to Rome, a look forward to Edinburgh and a glance at some special new signings.
2: Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sums it up nicely, I think.
1: Yeah. Um... Um,
2: that was the quote. In the Sunday Times this weekend. <sighs> what a, what disaster. a day! Made <sighs>
0: only worse by having to stand there in the Peroni fan village, watching hundreds of Welsh people laugh at
1: England. Yeah, it was pretty bad for for you two, right? Not only did um, did things not go our way with the Italy game, and then we thought, oh, let's go watch England France might might cheer us up, we'll cheer you two up. And, um, and actually the Welsh fans were cheering more at the, uh, the destruction of England than they did at their own win.
0: There were highlights. A drunk old Welsh fan thought Rich was my dad. <laughs> Even <laughs> after I showed him a picture of my dad, because my dad just uh, did a, uh, a lovely cruise all around South America. And uh, just to screw with me, he took a zebra hat. So he's got pictures of him in a zebra hat in Argentina, in Rio de Janeiro, in Antarctica. I mean, if and you're it...
1: Zebra's PR, you're you're snapping up those pictures and putting them all over your socials. I don't know why they haven't yet.
0: But even though this man saw a picture of my 6 year old dad with a mustache wearing this hat, he still thought Rich was my father.
2: I'm only, what, a year your you're senior? <laughs> one that's 365 days
1: and he didn't say it just once he said it a couple of times
2: no he said it a few times and I think the second time he was looking for confirmation because I ignored the first mistake
0: Um, but apart from that another highlight we 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 made a friend called Mike who is a Zebra fan and but then we didn't tell him about the podcast or anything about us so we'll never hear from him again but if Mike ever listens to this we would actually like to get you on and speak to you
1: all right i mean you guys could have told him that we we have a a one episode podcast we we need all the listeners we can get at this stage
0: it was at the end of a very long day
1: very sad sad day right guys um i think we should just just uh, i don't know i we have to talk about it don't we so let's jump in italy v wales
2: it didn't go to plan um no it choked yeah It was a hangover from the victory. That was a delight from last year. It was a hangover. They came back and they knew that Italy would be in their own way, in their own heads, and the occasion would get to them. And it was quite a clever play by Wales to just let them do it.
1: It did really feel that way. Well, I don't even think Wales had to let them, well, Wales had to do so much. You're right, They, they were their own worst enemies. I mean, we sat there and for the first 10 minutes, we were like, okay, it's just nerves. They've just got to brush off the nerves. You know, a couple of silly errors early on. They've just got to, you know, recenter, refocus, regroup, and and get it going. And it just got worse.
2: It did. Drop balls, passing inside or passing outside when they should just be kicking it. Getting out of their twenty-two. All things that a level-headed team would do. But um, it looked like- to me
0: like a team that it wasn't unlike losses in the past, where it's like, okay, Italy as a weaker side have lost this game it was for me the better team choked yeah yeah. i yeah. mean you could feel it in the stadium 70 minutes in and the welsh fans were nervous the italian fans were still exciting and hoping then some terrible game management from italy <sighs> just basically as if they don't didn't want to win it i what was it 70 you needed
1: no, two tries
0: either. 74 minutes on the clock you have a penalty in front of the welsh try line and you go for a scrum
1: i honestly i would i would pay Until- a lot of money to find out why they did that. i i still i'm not i'm not being facetious i genuinely want to know why they why, why i honestly i don't understand it i've thought about it a lot over the last few days and as soon understand. as they
0: went for that decision all the italian fans around us put their heads in their hands they couldn't believe That when you're against the clock you would go for the slowest option when you need two tries and when you have momentum and you might get those two tries
1: but but rich said it coach you said it you were like why would you you've got a penalty you've got the ball why would you choose the one thing where you then have to win the ball back
2: yeah it's your ball just run it why why are you trying to contest it
1: tap and go Um, you don't have time
2: and they could just sit there and, and collapse the scrum if they wanted to and that's another two minutes it was absolutely nuts and it just showed that they still hadn't worked out what, why they were suffering to the very end of the game. The reason they suffered is Wales kept pushing them into their own half and saying, if you're going to, if you're going to run at us and play every ball, every option, then we'll make you have to run the whole way. And they didn't work that out. Even in the 74th minute, they hadn't worked that out, which um, is quite concerning considering Garbisi is. You know, he's got some good game time in a good club, and he still couldn't put yeah. two and two together I,
1: I don't know. I, I will take it to my grave. It will be like, you know, what's the last question on your, on your tombstone? What do you want answered on your deathbed? And I will want to ask that question. What was the plan? Because they must have had some set play, right? It would have been some amazing set play that didn't happen, didn't work, whatever. But I still don't understand why you would choose that over a tap and go, over a line out, over anything, literally anything. It's not quite as
0: bad as when Chris Robson chose to kick for sticks in the last play of the game when three points wasn't enough to win.
1: (laughs) But that I mean, even there, you're like, okay, he got confused. Bad maths, right? Maybe, like maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it sort of sums up the game a little bit. Bad decision making there. You know, we can talk about the referee. I don't think the referee had a, a good game at all. I think it was his first tier one game. Um, only started refereeing in 2016 and i think it showed i think it showed we can't blame him for everything um you know the debate about the potential offside with the try well if roots passes that ball to the right it's a walk-in yeah he chose not to do it he chose to do what he did small execution if you take that if you take the the luck of the bounce in the first try um you know that swings the game
1: yeah
0: there are other other parts of the game equally like that where the, the final bit of execution let them down I mean in this game Italy did more line breaks than any other team has been able to do in a game in the entire six nations they tore the Welsh defense to absolute ribbons and then just couldn't finish yeah,
1: yeah. it was their own doing um
0: and I think that's what happens when you're two weeks of being the favorite, everyone talking about how you can win, get into your own head, everyone talking about how you play this running, exciting rugby, you start to feel this pressure to play this running, exciting rugby. You you stop playing what's in front of you.
1: Yeah. That's you, uh, what I saw. My favorite quote is you, they, they played the occasion, not the game. It's that simple. And they said it right. And okay, look, we can get super analytical about it. The bare facts, the bare facts are they've never been the front runner in a Six Nations game. Like this group of people have never experienced that feeling and I'm not saying that they should have choked. I'm just saying I guess I guess they will learn from this take the positives. The positives are that hopefully they've got that out of their system. They need to learn to adapt. They need to learn the feeling and the management of being being the front runner and how how do you not choke well I well, think it's... every
0: team has that though every team can look back at a game and it'd be a massive turning point for a particular team and maybe this would be Italy's because they were livid after this game yeah. you know they were incandescent with the rage again they didn't look like a weaker side they're a team that were meant to win and And they, they didn't
1: and they said that though they said that they said that leading up to the game there was there were all these interviews and what they kept saying was like yes we're really proud of the attacking rugby we're playing we're really proud of the way in which we've been playing obviously you can compliment us on that but at the end of the day that's not a win and a win is all that counts so for this week we just need the win um our actual performance is less important than the win and that's fair that's absolutely fair but then you have to deliver because I get it. They're going like, look, it might be ugly, but as long as we get the win, that's all that matters. But then they didn't get the win and it well, was ugly. Well, that's so... what Wales
0: did. Wales played fairly ugly rugby and, and won. Liam Williams made about four Italian defenders look absolutely stupid, including the Canones. And I don't think they've ever missed a tackle their entire life between them. I mean, <laughs> that kind of shows that there were some weird things going on in this game.
2: Yeah. I mean one thing's for sure the headlines are certainly different than they were last year and the year before because this is this is these are headlines saying that Italy should have won
1: they
2: yeah. should they shouldn't be at the bottom they should be you know
0: your average england fan is going to huff and go Ugh, when i say that italy have much better players than the welsh team does but if they were going to play again on this saturday i fully would expect italy to win again if italy don't choke if italy don't drop those last balls the last balls going behind people choose the right pass they demolish wales let alone if if italy had capozzo and Monteoni, obviously you can never have your your first 15 is never available in international rugby again they destroy wales and to show the level that italy are italy came within seven points of france who is expecting anything short of an absolute demolition of Wales this weekend against France? You take
2: away two of those lucky tries with the lucky bounce, yeah, and maybe Italy got that try or Rusa uh, passed that ball and they scored that try. Maybe that would have been enough for them to have sobered up a little bit and calmed down and then just take finish the game off. I it think was, so. there was a lot it's... of luck there, yeah. I mean, it did, yeah. it did, it did the beginning with the bounce of the
0: ball. And the way that things went at the beginning of the game, I think did make the Italians feel like they had to chase and they had to chase too hard, where maybe a more mature, responsible team would go, don't worry about it. We've got 80 minutes to sort this out. We know what we can do, as opposed to, oh, crap. It's 15-3, we need to really hunt this game down and start trying to throw it around.
1: But then I put to back them. to you, why do you then choose a scrum at the 74th minute when you need two tries? I will, again, on my deathbed, somebody come to me. I will phone Lamaru. I'll be like, Lamaro. And- I need to know. It's my last dying wish. I need. But not even that.
2: The kickoff before that all happened, they decided to run it. Yeah. With, with 74 minutes on the clock. So why just get out of the half? You haven't got time to run it from the 10-meter line you just you're not the all-blacks the all-blacks well, it. the all-blacks play with all the same intensity and
0: creativity but with better execution and they choose their opportunities a bit better i appreciate well, they, italy running it but yeah you need to you need I'm to win them. the game first and as i said they don't want to be the plucky losers anymore And to be honest, I'm bored of them being the plucky losers because they're better than that.
1: You're bored? I've been supporting them my whole life. I've roped you in the last decade. But yeah, I mean, look, shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's easy to say, like, if we play again tomorrow, we win it. Yeah, sure, probably, maybe, who knows. But at the end of the day, you have one chance, you turn up on the day, you don't show up. It's a loss. You're at the bottom of the table. I will say,
0: he's not Italian, so we won't talk about them too much. Reese Webb was brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant and it was really nice to see a scrum half who's even older than me have his first start for wales in six years and be able to do that i thought he was superb
1: was it his first start? are you sure six years
0: i think he hasn't played for wales for three years and he hasn't started for wales for six wow but also don't forget one of their tries was him Noticing that Italy didn't have pillars. And the amount of times that Benetton and Italy get caught out with not having pillars in the the mighty level of Yorkshire 2nd 15 rugby. They hammer home that you need a pillar. Two pillars. One at either side.
1: Did did they tell you that? They told you that?
2: Every week. It's all we did. (laughs) And twos and threes. That's very niche. I wonder if anyone knows those. I don't know how common they are.
1: I don't know what a twos and threes are. I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Well, you wouldn't understand. It was a very, very high level. I don't think I've ever seen England do twos and threes. So it's obviously not taught in England anymore.
1: Should, should we do a whole bonus episode on you guys explaining what the hell twos and threes are? Maybe like there'll be some niche Yorkshire people who know what you're talking about.
2: I could barely remember because all the games we played were on Saturday and we were students who we were out on Friday. So I don't think I could remember.
1: Well, if yeah. anyone knows what twos and threes are, um, send us a message, DM us. Spritz <laughs> get in and touch.
2: scrums, spritz and scrums <laughs> on Twitter.
1: Oh, but look, um, yeah, look, Wales, Wales yeah. were Wales. They were better than they probably have been in previous games in the Six Nations. Um, and yeah, it was that old guard that kind of helped them. Liam Williams, the come he through. did some
0: great things, obviously made those four Italians look stupid. Probably well. should have got a yellow card. And when I say probably, I mean he came in so recklessly that then he had to go off injured and he's missing the game this week so yeah. if that's not reckless and that's not a yellow card yeah then I don't know what is
1: and also but we're I'm not going to talk
0: about that you know I've been arguing about it too much on social media this one Welsh kid who will remain nameless I don't think we should you know so let's just call him Marcus for the sake of it uh-huh. he disagrees and that's absolutely fine yeah, everyone is entitled to their own opinion.
1: Absolutely, including,
0: including flat
2: earthers.
1: <laughs> but that's not this podcast, coach.
2: No, <laughs> that's my other podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just quickly think we should mention the atmosphere of the. You know, we were we were there. It was banging. The atmosphere was incredible. Um, I think it was sixty five thousand people. <laughs> which italy i mean rome's the the olimpico has not seen crowds like that for a good few years um it was really dwindling audiences were dwindling over the last sort of six seven eight years um and it was just great to see that level of support come back yeah,
0: the, the entire thing was fantastic rich and i went for a walk around central rome earlier in the day and we kept saying we'd never seen so many Italy shirts. Yeah. We tried to get out there every year to watch a game. Never, ever seen anywhere near as many Italy shirts as we did this time. That was a real buzz. The Welsh as well, quite humble in victory.
1: They were actually. They were really Lo- nice.
0: Lovely travelling group. Yeah. And you know what? The, the, the Their reputation is, is, is correct because um, Land of Our Fathers sounded amazing in that yeah. stadium. Brought a tear to my eye for my Welsh grandfather
1: it did no it was it was a really lovely lovely special buzzing occasion all the welsh fans were so happy i mean obviously not just because i i, I think they would have been happy regardless obviously they were happy with the win but everyone who came up to us and was like oh it's so lovely oh, the... Whoa.
0: oh i can't do an accent
1: Can I not? Whoa.
0: I, i'm offended
1: i was trying to do i was trying to do my best a welsh accent oh okay i can't do a welsh accent a welsh accent that was all right with the flags there were flags and there were bands and the trumpeters they were so happy they were having a great time so happy
0: after the game I mean they weren't before there wasn't that normal hustle bustle laughy jovial spirit from the Welsh fans before the game and I think that sort of sums it up yeah they were expecting what we were all expecting and continuously throughout the game I was kind of hoping it was going to click into gear and Several times it almost did. Speaking about the atmosphere,
2: a particularly Italian thing that happens, and they do it at Benetton as well. It's when they get into the five meter channel, they're about to uh, rock more, but they're really close to the line. And they, obviously, the crowd gets louder and louder and louder. But then, out of nowhere, the intercom comes on, and the gentleman will get on and just start shouting. Lose Lose it. Just shouting, loud as, as loud as that light. Like, it's louder than the crowd. Now, if you're on the five meter line and you're trying to organise some stuff, <laughs> that cannot be helpful. <laughs> that cannot I wonder, be helpful.
1: Yeah, do you think they can hear? They're, yeah, probably.
2: Hundred percent. They can hear themselves when they get like man of the match, and they you know the cuts to them and they're smiling a little bit. Take the gum shield out <laughs> to make themselves look good, and then and then they, but they just shout. It's like that's not helpful. <laughs> can't possibly organize a quick ball through science language you just it, it, it baffles me i think maybe they should just not do that
0: you're in killjoy
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is maybe that
1: maybe the, the the commentator the presenter what's he called the dude who announces in the stadium the announcer, maybe he he's the reason that they fucked up in those five meters time and time again he was just Every, like "Forza, it's not helpful can't hear at no anything.
2: point at no point is that helpful yeah i, just I enjoyed it i enjoyed it yes As but you're fan, not playing
1: the game eddie i think As if i was
2: fan, playing yeah. it, i would enjoy it it's glad it's gladiatorial i don't know if i said it is right. very Probably yeah gladiatorial not helpful to the gladiators
1: yeah you're right we should ask you know what we should ask them we should see whether they are uh, affected and whether they can't they're gonna the love balls. it of
0: course they're gonna love it of course they're gonna love it and when they do it at Benetton they're gonna love it there as well but we Just need a, to move on
1: that is a question we will leave till the barbecue we'll ask at the barbecue
0: and there should be a big barbecue coming up because Sebastian Negri scored
1: yeah which was
0: an excellent start to the second half wonderful yeah. try Um, And also, I just want to make it clear because I've heard, you know, some people accuse me of doing this podcast just to get a free barbecue. And I want them to know that I would never, ever turn up to a barbecue if Sebastian Negri was to invite me empty handed. I would always bring some wine, some beer, maybe some meats, Mm. sausages, bring my fair share and more to the barbecue.
1: For what it's worth, I don't think you have to bring stuff to an Italian barbecue. I mean, you can bring wine and stuff, but you wouldn't have to bring the meat. It's sort of, you know, it's assumed that the host will be providing the food. um, Yeah,
0: but I want a proper sort of Italian braai. Braai, do they call it a braai?
1: South Africans might.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I want a sort of hybrid. I mean, again, if Bram Stain is listening, I'd I'd like to have a a barbecue then. My only concern about uh, Bram Stain barbecue is I think after a few beers, he might think it's a good idea to race on a peloton. Moving on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Huel. (laughs) So what do we think they're going to do with the team next week? I'm going to tell you what I think. Go on. I think a thing that hurt them against Wales was that they didn't have the pace in the finishers, And that's part of the reason why they were doing these crazy things after they've already broken through. I completely agree. So I think for me... What I would like to see next week or announced tomorrow is to see Jesse on the other wing, Padovani at fullback, Bruno on the wing. So you've got a bit more of a running threat. Put Tommaso Allen on the bench. So Garbisi knows he needs to perform. And if he doesn't perform, another fly half is coming on. Because God bless Tommaso Allen. He's not a, a fullback and he's been asked to do it. And he's done it pretty admirably, I think. I'm pretty impressed with what he's done. Um, but put Padovani at 15. However, I don't think that's what Geren Crowley going to do. I think he's going to go exactly the same again. Because <laughs> he's going to say, he's going to yell at them in the changing rooms and going to say, you did everything right yeah. for 90% of it, and then the last bit was missing. So go out there, do exactly the same thing again, but don't cock up the last bit.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know what he's going to do, um, but I would agree with you. I would have more speed on the wing. Um, but equally, I guess there is an argument for keeping it as it is because it almost worked. It just, but they were slow. They were slow. The reason that they couldn't finish is because they, they were too slow. So they kept getting caught every time we were like, oh, wow, great. It's done. And somehow they'd get caught.
0: But well, I think he's going to keep it the same. Um, maybe maybe change the second row. Same three, but just alternate. So the Nikhizi starts maybe change number nine I mean they've got the the French Italian number nine the Toulouse number nine Martin Page rello that's how you say his name correctly from Toulouse he's been in camp so maybe give him a run out maybe put I him on the know. bench if I... you have him on the bench I probably would put Fusco starting because I think Varney's done a good job but we're not going to learn any more about Varney Let's let Fusco have the lion's share of a game and see what he can do, you know. Yeah,
1: he's I agree. I'm very risk- impressive
0: with what he has done. And then um <laughs> give this uh, Martin Pagerello a run out. And so, I, you know, he signs in blood that he's gonna play for Italy forever.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't risk him, but we don't know what he's like. I'm sure he, he well, I'm not sure. We don't know, but I would I would maybe swap them. I'd have Fusco start and then Varney come on. Although I don't know what Varney would be would be like as a sort of super sub. Um He feels like someone who builds into a game rather than comes in and has to be hot. But Fusco on the other hand, oh, he's been finishing really, really strong, I'd say.
0: That is true. If you're bringing on a sub, you want a sub that you know is going to be reliable. Not the sort of roll of the dice.
1: I would start Zuliani. That's my big change, I think.
0: Menoncello didn't have the
2: best game, but I think I'd still start with him. You've got Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg, both injured and potentially Richie Gray.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as things go, right, if you had to pick people to not have, if you're Italian. um, Yeah,
2: if you could, if you could just remove three players from the Scotland team, it's not bad. Probably be those three.
0: I think I think
2: they've got everything to play for everything to play for.
0: Everyone has sort of, for some reason, seems to have written them off. Um, Everyone's overly confident about Scotland. A bit of hubris there. This is an opportunity. For them to take. And you know, they're back where they probably play their best, which is they they know they can do it, but no one else is giving them a proper shot. And that's probably where you get the best out of them.
1: If they like being underdogs, they're back to being underdogs. So let's see what they can do.
2: I'd say Italy's running rugby is up there, arguably maybe third in the tournament. Some of the runs that they've been doing. Yeah. Just carving. Oh, their running <laughs> yeah. is
0: incredible. They need to finish it off.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Super Saturday. Do we have any? Should we go with some predictions? Because obviously we don't have the teams. None of the teams are out yet. Um, but how do we think final day of, of the Six Nations? How's this going to end?
2: I think it would end the same way it did last year. Six Nations has a habit of throwing these things up. And I think it would be a bit of dramatic irony that they do it in the same way they did it last year. I think so. I can see a parallel. I'd love to see that happen.
0: I think Italy have got what it takes to beat Wales sorry though they did and they didn't Italy have what it takes to beat Scotland I think France will absolutely destroy Wales and I think Ireland unfortunately are gonna beat England probably quite comfortably there's been enough times when England have gone over there hoping to stop Ireland and just haven't been able to so that's what i think
1: well if italy win they don't get the wooden spoon so there you go and everyone's come out being like great Wales have stopped Wales have avoided the wooden spoon like it's a done deal and that pisses me off because yes obviously scotland have been fantastic scotland are on form right now but to just completely write it off like it's done there's still there's a whole day of rugby to go
0: but isn't that exactly what you're doing assuming france are going to beat wales
1: I didn't say that. You You just said that that now. Well, no, no, not at all. But I'm saying that they'd have to, you know, again, Wales need to, if they do lose, they need at least a bonus point.
0: But Italy can absolutely beat Scotland. I mean, again, look what they did against France. And that was the exact same team that just destroyed England at Twickenham. Yeah. It's almost an identical team. Forza Italia. Right. So any other news? Uh, There's been a couple of big signings this week for the franchises so we have um Yakizi, who's coming to benetton which is which good
1: is great news it's lovely he's coming back from france bring him back
0: because he's been very impressive for the azuri he's sort of an unsung hero you don't really notice when one of the canone and Kenone or Roots to go off and he comes on and that's a real compliment, except, you know, he runs with the ball really well. Just like he's perfect. Those three are great second row. And then the other big news, which is great news, Jake Paledri going to Zebre.
1: Whoop, whoop, whoop! That's huge. Which, I mean, that is huge. When I first heard these rumors, I was like, Pff. I mean, yeah, they wish they could get him, but you were pretty confident. You were like, look, he needs the game time. He's not going to get game as much game time anywhere else. So, it right. is.
0: And, and he, the way he plays would tie into the way Zebra plays so well. They've got those whippets out back. They just need, you know, go forward ball. They need the forwards, the forwards who are able to break the gain line and get defences moving backwards so they can unleash their backs. And that's exactly the kind of player that Jake Pledri is. So that is hugely exciting.
1: Eddie was so excited. You found out the news when we were watching uh, the England thrashing in the stadium. I walked
0: around to find a Zebra fan just to tell him.
1: And you found one.
0: I found one. That's all from us for now. We look forward to a great weekend for Sotalia up in Scotland. A great warm-up match for Benetton's final in Dublin on the 29th of May.
1: Ciao a tutti!